Hey there, welcome to the Stormwater World Podcast. After 10 years in the stormwater industry, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of all there is to learn. I believe there are a lot of people just like me who are curious, but we're all just so busy. So I'm going to ask the questions so we can get the answers together. My name is Ty Garman, and I'm your host. Join me as we learn about what is happening in the stormwater world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Stormwater World Podcast. And speaking of new episodes, I need you guys to go over and check out Talking Underwater, One Water, One Podcast. It's brought to you by the editors of Stormwater Solutions, Waste Water Digest, Water World, and Water Quality Products. The podcast dives into one water topics, including water scarcity, smart water, emerging contaminants, and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and you can follow them on Twitter at T-U-W Podcast. That's at T as in the, uh, U as in under, W as in water, podcast. And when you go, make sure you say hello to my friends, Katie Johns and her co-host, Bob Crossan, and tell them that I sent you over there. All right, so here we go. Today we're going, we got got a special guest, a friend of mine. Uh, I've known her, I've known her for a long time. And uh, now, now she owns her own company. And, uh, and I am excited to hear what she has to say because we've talked a lot, a lot of folks uh, over these, you know, this is a baby podcast. We're only 13 episodes in, but we've talked to a lot of folks and, uh, and I'm not taking away from any of those folks there. I'm sure they've got boots on the ground, but Amisha has been boots on the ground. I know that she has been an inspector. She's been in the trenches uh, with uh, MS4 in Texas. And by the way, folks, we're bringing it back to Texas today. We are going to be in Texas. We're talking Texas stormwater. We're talking specifically industrial stormwater with my friend Amisha Morris. But I just want you guys to know that she has gone through the gambit through inspect uh, as an inspector uh, with one MS4 to running another MS4s program. So both sides of that coin. But let's just do a formal a formal introduction. Amisha Morris is an accomplished stormwater administrator with a proven track record in environmental compliance and management. She's got a wealth of experience in plan reviews, training, and environmental program. Uh, Amisha is, is a dedicated professional committed to achieving organizational goals and fostering collaboration. She is currently the owner of Acorn Enviro Comply LLC, which specializes in stormwater pollution prevention planning and is moving into stormwater training as well. She has a comprehensive understanding of erosion control practices and has successfully developed site-specific stormwater pollution prevention plans. With certifications as a certified erosion sediment and stormwater inspector, which is CESWI, which I don't know why she couldn't just let me say CESWI, and a certified floodplain manager, Amisha possesses a strong skill set in program management, project management, environmental compliance, Passionate about environmental stewardship and community outreach, Amisha strives to make a positive impact in the field of stormwater management. Amisha, you know what? She's a friend of mine, you guys. I get to call her Amisha. Amisha, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for coming on and, and visiting with me. That that was a lot, girl. Tell me about Acorn. Tell me about where. Let's start. Let's start with what Acorn Enviro complied. Let's talk about the name. Everybody, you know, every, there's got to be, there's got to be something about the name, right? Okay. Is there a story there? I'm, or, I'm really logical. I'm extremely like analytical. Like, <laughs> like, but I was like, I want to be at the top of the alphabet. Hmm? 
Uh, so. Hey, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I was gonna. I should have. I should have bust that bubble. That is so funny. Uh, my I name like, hey, starts girl, with an girl. A. I was like, it, it, oh it, my god! And then I was like, Look. you know, our, our like our kind of theme behind it is like acorns. It's small things that can grow into something big and giant. And there we legacy, go. Let's go. Let's right? go. And one of the Let's go. my neighborhood street that I grew up on was you know started with acorns. There's a lot. But mostly, I wanted uh, to. Okay, all right. No, you are not even old. Like, see, I'm old enough. I, I'm I, I'm old enough to remember the phone book, right? I'm old enough to remember that. You are not old enough to remember a phone book and be like, "Hey, I want to be AAA compliance. <laughs> I want to be AAA compliance." <laughs> no, that's, still around. I've seen a few awesome. of those. I'm like, "Wow, you you guys really want awesome. to stop." Yeah. yeah right 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 all right well cool so what what made you make that jump so now you know you're consulting i mean you know tell, talk about it tell me tell me a little bit about the company what you've been doing but before we jump in i know you want to talk about industrial stormwater uh which is great because i don't think we've had anybody talk about that but let's just let's just talk holistically give me your vision for the company and what you got cooking here in north dallas so for the company itself for acorn Enviro comply the big goal is to first get Pretty established. I want to provide reasonable and good sources and services to environmental and some of our EHS individuals, some of our you know um, floodplain managers. I feel like with stormwater, we're forgetting a lot of people that touch that entity, touch that topic, have to have some knowledge on it. But everything's focused towards our construction and our engineers. And so the goal for me is just to mainly be a resource. Um, I tell people all the time, I don't, I don't want to be a Fortune 500 company. I, that's, I'm cool with that. What I want to be is a resource that people can reach out to. But of course, like I have years of experience, I would like to get paid for that. Um, okay. I also don't want, um, you know, some of these big companies charge like five thousand dollars for, you know, an industrial scope. I'm like, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be all of that. So, I'm trying to be a reasonable neighborhood resource. Um, I'm not getting rid of my day job anytime soon, maybe, but for the time being, it's like, I like what I do as my day job. This business really helps me um, be more creative and focus on the things that make me excited about stormwater and the environment as a whole. I got you. I got you. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And and I didn't realize, so that's cool that you're able to, that you're able to do both. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that that makes a, what am I, how do I want to phrase that? That allows you to truly take care of your customers, right? Because you've already got your day job coming in. So from a monetary standpoint, like you said, like sometimes things are, they can be overpriced, but if you can be, be that resource, like you mentioned, in fact, you said neighborhood. So it's like, you know, give, give me a call. She's the neighborhood spider woman. She's, she's spider woman for stormwater. Friendly, friendly neighborhood spider woman. Um, all right. Well, you, you, <laughs> you, you had mentioned, uh, you know, nobody's talking about industrial, so let's get it. What like uh, sampling, monitoring requirements? Like let's break let's break it down for all the listeners of, you know, for those that may not even have to deal with industrial, um, but like what what's going on there that's different from the MS4 world, that's different from the you know the CGP and the construction side. What you what you got? I want the biggest thing is everyone kind of knows construction. They're like, okay, I get it. I need my silt fence. I need to have my erosion control plan. Uh, I need to get my inspector guy to come out, but we know they're going to be there maybe two years. If it's like some sort of Frisco, you know, massive housing planning event. Um, But for industrials, they generally are going to stay in one place, be there for the next 15, 30, 50 years, God willing. 
Um, what we're seeing is a lot of people are being given the stormwater side and not trained on it. So it's usually our EHS, our um, environmental health and safety people. So they know OSHA, they know OSHA inside and out, and they know it upside down, they know safety, they know their inspection, they know what their manufacturing place looks like and what they need there. But then I'll, I'll walk in as an inspector, I'm like, hi, where's your SWIP book? And they're like, what's a SWIP book? Um, or, <laughs> wow. wow, okay, got you, got you. I'm like, so you have an NOI and you need to file an NOT or an NOC. And they're like, what are those acronyms? And I'm like, oh, okay, so we're getting down to the basics. Um, at the same time, you know, obviously got to be aware that they know what they know and they're good at their job. They wouldn't have been, you know, they, I work usually with EHS managers and specialists, so they've been at it for years. Right. They're being thrown something new. It's a, a shift and a change that I'm seeing in a lot of industries where they're trying to consolidate a lot of jobs into a central location, but that doesn't necessarily translate to them being able to pull off the task without some sort of training, background, consulting, some sort of help in that, in that avenue. Yeah. Well, like, so how do you feel like your overall experience over the years has kind of led you to this point then and being able to, you know, confidently walk in some of these industrial environments, like you said, with professionals that, you know, totally get, you know, their lane and and, uh, and assist them and provide that value that you were talking about. Like, you have any, any storm, you got any stormwater war stories you want to share that, oh. uh, that, that coincides? <laughs> <laughs> that coincides with uh, that, that that makes you who you are today, as oh, far as uh, your, your stormwater acumen. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say this twofold. You asked a double-edged sword. Yeah, don't name let, yeah. don't don't name cities. Don't name contractors. But if you got some, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you got some stories to share. And I I suggest that you get some more inspectors on here and just get more stories or some good photos or like incidents because I like it is one of the fields where you're like. They did what, you know, most of the time, or they said what. Um, I think one of the best stories I have construction-wise, which is helpful on on the industrial side, is working with some engineers. And they'll put together a slip book, and believe me, they know what they're doing on, on pulling, pulling their plans, their CADs, making sure all their utility lines are in. And then I ask them, hey, where's your erosion control plan? And it's a five-acre site with, massive sheer drops down the side and it's a layer of silt right at the edge of the property and that's like that's everything and having to call them up and like hey per the permit uh per net cog per all of our ordinance stuff this is these are some of the requirements that we're going to actually need to see and just the fight that you'll have with some engineers because i mean i know they have billable hours they was like do i need to have this yeah you do not only that it's like you're helping your customer because you're minimizing the amount of impacts, stop work orders. Um, goodness, what are some of the other ones? Just uh, maintenance costs. If you have in there that you need these things, you know how often you need to do maintenance on them, you can reduce some of the surprise and headaches. Um, those are the normal ones I've had. The interesting stormwater stories are usually when we're doing water quality and um, a wild Mustang that was you know, bought from like a herd in Wyoming it's brought to Texas and gets out of its gate and pins you to your truck. And you're just sitting in like the bed of your truck. Like, I hope you don't pick this because I'm going to have to get drug tested if you do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Right well, now? Uh, water moccasins, wild mustangs, goodness, stung by bees, stung by wasps, 
um, outrun a couple of dogs. Goodness, donkeys, attack donkeys are a thing. Um, didn't know that. I would say <laughs> more on the industrial side. The big things that I'm seeing is talking to people about, hey, do you, what's your what's your sector number? And them not realizing that there's something more than just the general permit. There's something specific to them in their sector. And that might have a, a it might have three requirements. It might have 15 extra requirements that they didn't budget for or know about. Um, as of right now, just in my daytime job, I'm doing a lot of handholding of getting um, entities up to snuff. I'll say in some of some of the, my favorite ones, though, in some of my older cities that I no longer am associated with, so I can uh, maybe tell these stories a little bit more. Or the ones where um, you go and you do a site inspection and the staff in the back are like taking tubs um, and like stealing them and taping them and trying to like roll them into back into the building because they're not supposed to be stored outside. They weren't capped. It is toxic or hazardous. It's hazardous waste. And they're rolling that back in and you see them and you're just like, what are you doing? They're like, it's okay. It's okay. And like the guy's like trying to like just like look over here. Look over here. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing to yeah, see here. Just oh wow! Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, right as you're there, already on site, huh? That's uh, that actually doesn't surprise me a whole lot, to be honest. But uh, you, you mentioned, I mean, it just, it just, I mean, ten years, eleven years, whatever it's been. Like, I just still feel like we're just scratching the surface. Um, like people, it's just, it's very reactionary, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, the proactiveness is just not, it's not always, it's not where you would think it would be when you're, when you do it every day, right. When you're in the game and you're like, that's pretty, pretty normal. And then you go out there and you're like, like, like this is not your first rodeo. Like what, what are y'all doing? Y'all just, and I really feel like a lot of times, uh, and I don't know if you'll de- agree or disagree with that. I just feel like they just think, well, I'll, I'll do it if they tell me. I'll do it, you know. I'll I'll worry about it if somebody shows up, you know. And that's a shame, you know. Yeah. Or if there's a complaint filed or something. And I'll say to those those you that know. are like interested in this because, like, hey, this is an industrial uh, conversation. At least in the state of Texas, um, the EPA has been a lot more active. PCQ has been a lot more active. So uh, there, okay. there are amounts of noncompliance and um, charge, like seeing people has uh-huh. increased. I think if they said 20 fold, something like that. So let's be, let's be mindful oh, wow. of what we're doing. Maybe actually read us. Yeah. I mean, that's good information out there. You everybody listen to that. I mean, if you're in Texas on the industrial side, you better P's and Q's because it sounds like uh, they're out actually doing their thing and, and, uh, and, and looking you up. So let's touch back on one thing real quick. Uh, maybe you can expound on it, uh, because I think it's a big difference, uh, on the MSGP side is, uh, is the SIC codes. Like, um, I don't think people realize that. And it may be, and as you just said, a lot of the industries themselves don't realize that. Do you have anything else you'd like to, you know, just say, or to kind of, you know, I don't know if it's as a, like a, just a, a tip for people or just, Hey, you, you kind of need to go look at that. Right. Cause it's a, it's pretty, it's pretty diverse. And it's yeah. not, you know, would you agree with time, that? It, is, it is very diverse. Um, I think one of the big things. And there's a ton of them. It's like, it's like 15 pages of just SIC codes that you're like, yeah, am yeah, I it? Yeah, and like, exactly, you got to exactly. run through them. Yeah. Um, I, this, I always say right. this, um, 
know what your SIC code is. That's probably the most important thing because some people will overshoot some of their needs and undershoot some of their needs because they're, they're like, well, my well, my sector's A. That's all I need to think about. Well, there's things like federal effluent limitation sampling. And if you just think I'm sector A, you may not realize it's sector A and the very specific SIC code that has a very specific thing on site that is required to do sampling. And so you might assume you have to do it, or you might not be aware that you need to do it because you're not, you're not looking at the minute details. The multi-sector permit really is detail oriented. Unlike construction where you, got, you do have a lot of leeway of like, well, we just, we know we need this. It's very standard. Most people can just roll out a slip. Industrial sites, it's like, you need to walk the site. You need to know some of the other things that go along with it. Do you have over like what, 1,300 gallons of oil on site? Well, now you need an FPCC, which is like a spill prevention mm-hmm. countermeasures and control document. Yeah. And we look for that when we do our mm-hmm. inspections. And then it's like, well, do you need a permit with uh, t- um, TCEQ or EPA for an RCRA? Um, do you have an air permit? Because I'm going to look to see if you have your air permit. I'm not going to do a whole lot for your air permit, but I'm going to verify that you have it and make sure those documents are in place. There's a lot of things that are um, right. kind of wrap around together. I would say this, go to the um, echo, E-C-H-O, uh, echo.epa.gov. I believe that's the website. Excuse me if I'm wrong. Um, and you can look up any industrial site that's permitted state and EPA wise and see all of their permits, all of their codes. And what's really nice about it is it's finally been updated to the point where it's really interactive. They're eventually putting in all of your mm-hmm. sampling, and they're also putting in, hey, what are your effluent limits? So what are the things you actually have to sample for as an industry? That's really helpful if you're like the new person. If you are the new G- GHS person, you don't know where you stand. Start there. And then secondly, it's like, and I could pro- provide you these links, Ty, is just how to search yourself. Yeah, in, yeah please. We'll put, those, we'll put those all in the show notes. Absolutely. Gotcha. gotcha. One of the things I will say yeah, is... Yeah, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things I will say... Because um, I think you said this will come out a little bit later. We've got a few weeks. I'm working actually on a resource, and it's it's going to be a free resource because it's so complicated um, that people literally are just like, I will get calls at work and sit with someone for an hour walking them through this. So I'm putting together a resource that's just like, here are all of the sampling requirements, the time frame, the calendar. Like this is a simplified version of the permit. It's not the permit. Please do not say, hey, well, this is the resource said. You still have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Amisha said, Amisha said. Yes. <laughs> but as a guideline um, of like, what is my entity? What do I actually need to do? What are some, what are some um, quick things I can pull and provide to either a consultant or if you want to hire a corn environment, we would love to do so. Um, and that way you can yeah. have a little bit of know-how, a little bit of more um, agency on your own to be able to actually enforce upon your own permit requirements as well as to tell your higher ups because I know a lot of times it's well do we need to have this my higher ups because we have to put it in the budget and like a lot of times when I do an inspection as a city employee people are like can you put that in your report because then I can get it into the budget and so as inspectors also know that like help them help themselves by writing everything that they need as much as you can because we also don't tell you what you have to do we tell you what's in the permit and things you need to get up to compliance. But if you're saying, hey, you don't have this and you need it for the permit, this sector, put it in that report. That's going to help that site 
especially the ones that are proactive and are like, but I need my boss to see that it's required by an outside entity. So helping each other. Makes sense. Makes sense. I got you. Yeah. So like now that you've got, you've now that you have experience across the gamut, mm-hmm. right? MS4, CGP based, MSGP, you know, you, you've seen a lot in uh in, to, in what I would consider a short period of time. How, how what would you, would you say there's a way or, or, or what would you feel like? How can the the industrial side and the MS4 side, how can they get along better, right? Like, how can it, what can they do for each other? Do you, do you see a, a relationship there or a disconnect there? Or, you know, like, what are your thoughts on on that, right? Because the MS4 yeah. has to deal with the, you know, the, the small ass, like, everybody's got to do their own thing, give it to the state, right? But they they affect one another, yeah. right? I mean, or, or correct me anywhere where I'm a step, but what are your thoughts kind of on that relationship and how it could how it could improve, even if it's not, I mean, you know, nobody likes to talk to each other these days, right? Like, everybody's kind of trying to, they just turn the, you know, it's like, if we all work together, we'd probably get a lot more done, but... Um, but even if it is pie in the sky, what, what, what would you say about those two relationships and how they could be better? Uh, that's a fantastic question, first of all. Thank you. I know. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I thought about it. So I figure I, I hit you. No, I mean, it's a great question. <laughs> I've, I've had thoughts. Um, I'll say this. There right, we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> don't view yourself. I, I think a lot of industries are like, oh, it's like OSHA coming in or it's like the TCQ coming in. We, that's not really the same for municipalities when they're coming in doing industrial inspections. Often what we're doing is we're double checking your work to make sure that you have what you have, letting you know, hey, these are items that you need to implement. And it's only when either something real bad has happened, like you have let a thousand gallons of petrol go into a river and it catches on fire. Kind of fast. We're going to definitely be doing massive enforcement on that. Or if you haven't been communicating and you haven't been doing completing any progress on your site to allow us to see like, oh yeah, they're collaborating. They're being a partner with us. And that usually takes a year, two years sometimes because we know that industries have more, have more um, hurdles to get over getting certain items done. Because It might not be in your budget year for you to um, redo your paving so that water doesn't run off. We work, cities generally work with you on those items. So if you have a question asked, because you're going to get help on that. You're going to hit people that want you to get into compliance. And oftentimes, per the permit, um, if you range, if your benchmarks are out of range for whatever reason, that doesn't automatically mean a violation. That usually means we're going to work with you and create an action plan so that you guys can actually get to that point. So I would say, tell us. And then for cities, workshops workshops because it's simply like provide a place where they can ask questions so they can have someone who says hey it's really hard to get a hold of tcq or get a straight answer help me with this and you know be that person that can help them um i I, we are limited uh, as city employees on you know being able to help uh every single entity but a workshop is a one-stop shop where we can at least give you the basics review all of your items say hey this is a little spot where you can improve upon and then at the same time if you have extra questions when we do your one-on-one inspection you can actually feel like you have a little bit more notes that collaboration yeah i got you 
how, how does that work on the workshop side? Like, how, what's the incentive? How do you get the how do you get the buy in? How do you get the how do you get the folks oh. to show up? Right? Like, I would think it would be tough, right? Or no? Do they show yeah. up, or because they want to be there, or they want to put the good foot forward, or is it like pulling teeth? Um, cities have the Just right depends. to <laughs> like everything else. Yes, it is pulling teeth, but cities have the right and the authority <laughs> to um, do a request. Like that's a big red flag uh, for industrial sites. It's like, hey, we, we're doing a request for records. We want to see all of your sampling for the last three years, all of your split books. This is the date, the time. And some like some entities, they have their own forms that they require you to fill out and provide back to them. And so if that is the case, then yeah, hold a workshop, say, We'll walk through all the things so you have a better understanding how to fill all these things out. This is how you deliver. If you want to deliver your items to us, you know, then there actually is an incentive for municipalities to be like, we're doing a records of request and it's an, it's, it's a violation. It's a non-compliance, which is a little bit of putting the hammer down, but that's usually a notice of violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering. Notice a violation citation. If they don't comply with that, so uh-huh. usually that's that's the the main avenue. I always say try to do a voluntary one first, and if you're just not getting the compliance you need from your entities, they, we still have things we just have our that's own butt. I, so yeah, we're then we're going to pressure. Right, right, right. Yeah, I just I was I just wondering about that. I always wonder like it's always the 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 bat instead of the carrot like oh, can we get them there with the carrot nah we we got to get out the bat which is unfortunate but you know i mean you just got to get the people to the table I, I really feel like once you get everybody to the table and they realize that you know um there is some collaboration there because i always i always think you know the, the ms force have it tough because they're the they're a regulated regulator right i mean they're the one in between uh all of these different things um so I don't know, um, but that's uh, that's good information uh, for everybody to have and kind of how to approach it. What are your, you know, before as we kind of wrap up, what do you, you know, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to let everybody know? What do you want to let everybody know? I mean, we're going to put your links and your website and all that. We'll put all that in the show notes. But uh, any, and then, and if you can get that um, that uh, free resource, uh, you know, put together, we'll we'll link to that as well. But regardless, I'm sure it'll be on your website. We'll we'll link to your website. Um, so any parting thoughts for, for the audience uh, today on what's going on in uh, North, North Texas stormwater? Final thoughts, I'll say um, North Texas, when it comes to stormwater, there's actually a, we have the, the North, what is it? The North Central Texas Council of Governments. It's actually a really great resource. You can find a lot of items there too. Um, it's a great place to, if you want they usually do surveys as well. So you can say, hey, we, we have a couple of questions for the local cities. Can you ask this question? And it can be for public works. It could be for stormwater. I would say the biggest thing is in North Texas, you've got a lot of resources available to you. Take advantage of them. Um, be the person that wants to advocate for that. And if you are like a industrial organization side, like it's all the industrial groups together, you need to partner with them because they're going to tell you what's coming down the pike before you know it's coming down the pike. So keep that in mind. Got you. I got you. Hey, and I, you know what? I, I am a, I'm, I, I, it seems weird, but I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. I'm happy to see your, 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 your you know, what you've got going. I look forward to seeing you in Dallas at StormCon. So, you know, if you're going to be at StormCon, uh, uh, I will be there, there as well. 
Yeah. And so, and I, and you know what, I, I'd love to run this back in a year from now and just kind of see where you're at, what you got going. Uh, so, you know, let's just, uh, everybody, let's just kind of watch her grow, uh, as acorns do into, into, uh, mighty oaks. You know, the, the mighty oak trees. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I just wanted to see, I'm like, man, I wanted to see if you were going to go right for that cliche, right? Like acorn. Hey. Hey. Now, I'm like, hey. I'm like, now she kept it real. She kept it real. Like, I just wanted to be in it. I just wanted to have an A. I just wanted the A up in there. I'm like. That's, Nothing. That's, uh, I don't have. There's no like mystical philosophy behind it. It's like <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think it works all the way all the way around. I really appreciate you coming on the pod, uh, sharing your thoughts and uh, and your experience. Uh, everybody, if uh, if you need some assistance, and it sounds like if you just need to talk, um, you know, at some point, you know, it, it, you know, talking becomes a uh, a proposal. But uh, I'm pretty sure Misha would be happy to talk to you. So if you're in the North Texas area. Uh, give her a shout. All her contact information will be in the in the show notes. Misha, I appreciate it so much. Um, thank you, and you have a great weekend. You as well. Thanks for having me on, Ty. I love this. Your podcast is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Stormwater World Podcast. Do you have something you'd like to discuss? Do you have an opposing opinion regarding something you heard during this episode? Let's talk about it. Click on the link in the show notes to sign up for a future episode. I'd love to visit with you about what's happening and how you see things unfolding in your stormwater world.